We're missing one-third of our musicians this morning. As Adam and Elisa are home after having delivered uh, baby August, so we wish them all the best, and, and we love them, and we send our congratulations to them. But we're going to open our morning singing three songs of worship together. And, and you know, there are a lot of people in our lives who may love us and, and even care for us and help us, but we will never find one like Jesus. No one will ever love us like he does. No one would reach as far for us as he did. And we will never be able to fill the hole in our hearts nor satisfy the deep longings of our soul with anyone or anything else. That's the theme of our next song. Let's open with it. It's my favorite Andre Crouch song. Lord, there's nobody else like you. There's nobody else like you, nobody else like you, not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother, nobody else will do, that's why I love you, there's nobody else like you, and no one else will there's nobody else like you. Sing that with us. There's nobody else. There's nobody else like you. Nobody else like you. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother. Nobody else will do. That's why I love you. There's nobody You've got the sweetest name I know, sweetest name I know. Jesus, Jesus, sent from above just to show the Father's love. That's why I love you. There's nobody else like you. name sing it out you've got the sweetest name i know sweetest name i know jesus 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 sent from above just to show the father's love that's why i love i love you, you lord there's nobody else like There's nobody else like you. No, nobody else. Nobody else like you. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother. 
nobody else will do. That's why I love. I love you, Lord. There's nobody else like you. And no one else will do. There's nobody else no one like else. so thankful for him. We want to spend the rest of our lives loving him and, and serving him. Joshua said in, in Joshua 24, 15, choose you this day whom you will serve. You can choose to serve the world and its failed value system. You can choose to serve yourself and your dreams. You can choose to serve a million causes that, you know what, they will leave you empty in the end. But as for me and my house, he said, we will serve the Lord. That should be our heartfelt pledge and our prayer. And it's the inspiration for our next song, a Maranatha classic, the family prayer song, as for me and my house. Let's sing it together. Oh 
heartfelt desire to love him more, to serve him more, and to thank and praise him more. He has been so good to us. For all he's done, for all that he continues to do, and for all we know and trust and hope in the future that he will do, we echo the words of our closing song written by Bill and Gloria Gaither. With all of our praise, with all of our hearts, with all of our lives, Jesus, we just want to thank you. Thank you for being so good. Jesus, we just want to thank you. Jesus, we just want to thank you. Jesus, we just want to thank you. Thank you for being so good. We just want to praise you, Lord. Jesus, we just want to praise you. Jesus, we just want to praise you. Jesus, we just want to praise you. Praise you for being so
Good morning. A good place to end up on a Sunday morning, amen? That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. I'll take that. Thank you, worship team. I'll tell you, aren't they wonderful? Let's give them another hand. They put in a lot of hard work, as do all our soloists. So we're very, very blessed how the Lord has blessed us with music in this in this church. Let's just take a moment and pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we ask that you would just bless this time, bless your word, touch, change us for your glory, for your honor. And Lord, if we pray if there's anyone here this morning that does not yet know you as their Lord and Savior, we pray they would see this morning how much you love them. And not only how much you love them, but how much you want to give them and change them for, for their own benefit and for your honor and glory. We pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. What separates Christianity from all other religions? Well, we believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior through the shedding of his blood and the forgiveness of our sins plus nothing. In so doing, we have eternal life and the Holy Spirit of God resides in each and every one of us. It sure is a good head start. And he does that for us right from the beginning when we become born again. He's a wonderful God. You know, all other religions are false, period. There's no exceptions. Some of them even involve Jesus, but it isn't just Jesus. It's Jesus plus something. And they worship not the true God, but they worship false gods, legends, statues, but never Jesus Christ. Also, God has given his children the most wonderful, understandable, reassuring, comforting guide to get us through our time here, and that is the Bible. It is our companion. It should be our companion. We should have a great appreciation for it. We should never tire from picking it up and listening to God speak to us. Because that's what he does through his word. 
and it hits us at the best times and the worst of times. It helps us through the worst of times and it blesses us in the best of times. We are like no other people on the face of this earth. We are his children. I, I um, titled my message this morning to God's gifts for Christians, and there's a lot of them. So without further delay, let us be blessed this morning and open our Bibles, shall we? Our text this morning is from the second book of Peter, chapter 1, starting in verse 5. And we will be reading verse 5 through verse 8. Again, it's Second Peter, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And only one thing can interfere with that, sin. When sin comes into our lives, but when we confess it, when we forsake it, He's so marvelous to forgive us. And it's as far as the east is from the west. But one thing he can't handle is if we hold on to a sin. Over the years, I've seen this. And once I even experienced it personally, I'm sad to say, where someone did something that left me heartbroken, and bitter, and I couldn't come to forgiving that person. That's my problem. Nobody else's. And until I did that, and I did do that, because God brought that person back into my life, and it was a wonderful time to get back together. And though he was the transgressor, I found myself asking his forgiveness for how I had been. But the freedom, the joy, the peace that comes back in our lives when we rid ourselves of such a thing is a real blessing. So let's start looking at these gifts that God has for us. We'll look at verse 5 first. Now for this very reason also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. 
Now, I read something like that, and I get downright excited. I mean, that's just a marvelous thing. That's an encouraging thing. What God gives us, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve eternal life, but he gave us that, didn't he? And he's there to bless us every day. He's there to help us every day. And sometime if you want to, it says, now for this very reason, and sometime if you want to go back and read the beginning of uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and you'll see what he's referring to. But we want to apply it all, all diligence. It gives us a quality, and this is why, in the, if you're in the workplace, or you're in school, or you have different neighbors, if this is how we're living our life for Jesus Christ, they're going to notice. And sooner or later, they're going to ask, what is it with you? What is it about you? And those are the wonderful opportunities we have to share our faith. But he does that. He gives us all diligence. He gives us your faith. Supplies moral excellence and gives us knowledge. Wow. That's really something. That's really a blessing. We receive those from him. In 2 Peter 1.6, it goes on to say, and in your knowledge self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness. Now, I don't know about you, but I didn't have a whole lot of self-control before I came to know him. I was more of an impulsive guy. Now, you may not believe that now, but that was then. Um, and Perseverance, he gives us to be able to go on when we don't want to go on. He gives us perseverance when we need to push forward because he has a plan for each and every one of our lives. So we have also the gift of self-control, perseverance, and godliness. Wow. That's something I can honestly say I had no concept of, no interest in before I was saved. But once I started to understand it in my relationship with him, it was just a blessing. It just was mind-boggling. I found my Bible was my companion. And never once, never once, when I picked it up and I started to read it, did it ever disappoint me. Never. It's faithful. The Lord's Bible is as faithful as he is. We move on to verse 7. In your godliness... Brotherly kindness. 
and in your brotherly kindness, love. Boy, those are some amazing, amazing traits. I, I, I was void of anything that even resembled brotherly kindness. I was selfish. I was cruel. I was sarcastic. I was bitter. But when this came and started to come into my life, and the way I started to respond to things as a Christian, and when I read these things back, and this is such a rich portion of scripture. It just is encouraging. It's uplifting. So it's a good portion to look for when, when you're having a, a day or a time that's, that's not too encouraging, that's pretty challenging. And realize brotherly kindness um, Romans 12, verse 10, says the following. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. That's pretty special. That's pretty good stuff. And last in that portion, love. God's love is so amazing. It's so life-changing. It so transforms who we are and how we look at things and how we take actions. It really is. And, you know, as hard as I look, I still can't find any other group of verses that describe uh, God's love better than 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, it is not provoked, does not take into an account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away with. That's pretty awesome. It's not only awesome to look at, but remember, God has given that to each and every one of you, including me, the moment we became born again. 
Now, it takes time as we walk our walk with Christ for things to manifest themselves, but nothing else can compare with that. And it is an encourager, it's a healer. It's a blessing. It can take a person who's bitter, who's resentful, who's angry, and when he's approached with God's love, it can just melt them down. I've seen it, I've experienced it, and it will continue. And last verse 8 of 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing. Okay, here's something that's a little bit different. If these qualities are yours, sort of rhetorical, but the point of it is if you're born again, you have the ability to possess this love and these other gifts God's given you. And the only thing that can interfere with that is ourselves and sin. So it's just an amazing thing to have these. It really is. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, meaning we're walking with God, every day, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is such a blessing. Because We do have these qualities. We do have these capabilities. If we're truly born again. But, like I said, we need to make sure our God is pleased with us, our slate is clean of sin, and last, be careful you're willing to do what the Lord wants you to do and not try and strong arm, which sounds really absurd, but it can happen, strong arm God into working it in your own self-will to do it your way. First of all, it isn't a blessing to anybody. And it causes problems. And it renders us miserable. So... We need, to, we need to let Jesus Christ have his way with our lives. Every day. Not some days. Not partial of a day. But just day after day after day. And life is wonderful. Life is good. Life is inspiring. As we, as we walk through it with Jesus Christ.
a very godly man, stated this praise. O Jesus, thy power, thy grace, thy justice, thy tenderness, thy truth, thy majesty, thine immutability, in other words, acknowledging he is changeless, make up such a man, rather a God-man, that being Jesus Christ, as neither heaven nor earth hath seen elsewhere. Spurgeon. He's a man I want to spend time with when I get to heaven. I admire him greatly. Another quote. However little we may be, if we are the Lord's, we may rejoice that we are preserved in Christ. You'll have to guess who that is. Spurgeon. But it's encouraging to people who don't think they have much of a ministry or much to do in the church. If they're enjoying Jesus Christ and they're doing his will in their lives, they're blessed and Christ is pleased with you and there's no better place to be. Last, in conclusion, when God comes to call us home, may he find us serving him. Randy Kilgore said that. When we discover scriptures that are challenging and encouraging, it should strengthen us to be faithful until he calls us home. Amen? Every day, we need hope. When we have hope in Christ and faith in him, every day we get up and can go forward. But remember, never hold on to anything. Never get a grudge in your life. Never be disturbed or, or, or saddened because you don't have something that you've wanted. Just commit it to him and take what you have from him and let him bless you. And he will, as we heard this morning, because we are truly blessed as Christians and rejoice every day with our Savior. That's God's plan for us. That's why when we come to church, we, we get blessed. And if we're happy in our life with Christ, we bless others. There's a, a scripture from Hebrews let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our fellowship as is the habit of sun, but encouraging one another and all the more as the day draws near. If, if we're enjoying Christ, when we leave those doors every time, we should feel blessed. 
And if you're holding on to a burden that is just so unbearable, so difficult, but you don't have the courage to go to Adel or Sylvia and share it, you're doing yourself a terrible harm because they've heard it all. And all they wanted to do when Christ brought them over here was start a church to help, to save, to encourage. And I think we do that quite well here at SRVBC. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that you've blessed us so much. You give us so many gifts. You've encouraged us in so many ways. Let us just continue with you to honor you, to glorify you, and to be used by you. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, amen.